it's not just, oh, I like to learn stuff. It's more about, are you curious enough to learn and dig deeper and to identify what's going on here and come together with a plan? Present yourself in this way and you get the best of both worlds. I can do the job and I want to do even more. This is the Work in Sports Podcast. Here's VP of Content and Engage Learning at WorkinSports.com, Brian Clapp. I have to say, many of you may not know this, but my little studio down here that you've been watching on our YouTube channel and hearing me, at least through, you know, the microphone and the little setup I've got here, I am in the basement of my house. And 99% of the year, it's kind of a bummer. It's dark down here. It's not all that exciting. I don't have a lot of natural light, but it's 95 degrees today. And I'm very okay with being in the basement. Actually, for the next couple of months, I think I'll be okay. So maybe it's not 99% of the year. A couple months out of the year, being in the basement, a little cooler, not so bad. Welcome to a Monday edition on a Wednesday. Normally, Mondays, we answer fan questions. Wednesdays, we interview a sports industry expert, sharing their advice, sharing their journey, sharing their story. We don't have that today. This was Memorial Day week. I hope everybody had a wonderful Memorial Day. We thanked all the veterans out there, all those who have lost their lives fighting for our country. I think it's super important. I'm glad that we do it. So that means I answer a fan question. And today's question comes from Stefan in Dallas. Hey, Brian, I read an article recently that made me think of you. It was about how curiosity and being a continuous learner is more important to today's employers than experience. What do you think? And if you agree, how do you get that message across to an employer? Okay, Stefan, I read this article and I thought it was pretty cool that you emailed me about it because I had literally read it within the previous 24 hours. It was on uh, Fast Company and it made me pretty happy. The uh, TLDR version, a college degree used to be the gold standard for finding a job, but increasing number of companies are eliminating or reducing their requirements for a degree as a condition for hiring and instead emphasizing a tendency toward lifelong learning. Now, why would this make me happy? And why did Stefan know that this would make me happy? Because for years, I have been telling people that the three most important traits that you need in order to be successful in the sports industry are to be curious, coachable, and competitive. CCC. I did not plan it to sound like CNC Music Factory. That was not the intent. Those are three words that I use to describe people who are successful in the sports industry. They just also happen to start with C. The key there is when you are a curious person, you're always trying to learn and grow and to expand and to dig yourself into new areas and really explore thought. And employers are drawn to that. And the more curious you are and the more questions you ask, the more you want to grow. Those are incredibly important signals. Now, I do want to make sure we qualify this whole thing a little bit. I still believe that you need to have skills that are applicable to the job you want in order to get noticed. Curiosity, leadership, coachability, all those things, all those competitiveness, all those little soft skills are extremely important for the decision-making that somebody has to make at some point. Meaning, it's important for the interview. It's important for when you're a finalist against one, other two, one or two other people. It's important for all those processes once you get past the initial phase, which is recognition. When you are applying to a job and putting out your resume, 
and there's 500 applicants, if you start at the top of your saying, I'm curious and think that will get you noticed, it won't. You still need to match the skill set. You still need to have the demands of the job. And then you're layering in this extra, these, these traits about yourself, these concepts. So for additional context, I was, I was walking with my wife today. And yes, it's hot. So I've already changed twice today because I also, a little TMI probably, I, I sweat a good amount, a healthy amount. Anyway, I'm walking with my wife today. She is a VP of marketing. Uh, she's badass. She's a marketing expert. And I kind of pitched this concept to her. I said, if, if someone you worked with was labeling themselves as a curious lifelong learner, would you see that as a benefit? And give me an example of what that would mean to you. Now, obviously, our, our walks are a laugh riot. I mean, we're, we are, whew, you are probably jealous that that's the kind of stuff we talk about. We both work in marketing. I mean, these are the kind of things you discuss and you kind of get some insight into. You don't always want to be talking about the kids and you don't always want to be talking about the Boston Celtics because she couldn't care less about the Boston Celtics. I care about the Boston Celtics. She does not. So we talk about marketing sometimes. Anyway, she said to me that the way she sees the benefit of curiosity is like this. A curious person would see that numbers are down, traffic numbers, whatever, traffics, conversions, revenue, numbers are down, quote unquote, like a, a standard here, numbers are down. And instead of reporting to me, her in this instance, that numbers are down, as many people do, a curious person says to themselves, well, why are numbers down? They investigate on Google Analytics identify if there's some sort of problem, see if there's something going on with a partner. They ask questions, they identify and investigate if there are solutions or ideas, and then report to me in a more comprehensive manner. And I think this articulates this concept of curiosity so well. It's not just, oh, I like to learn stuff. It's more about what do you do when posed with a problem? Do you just report that there is a problem or do you dig a little deeper to figure out why? Are you curious enough to learn and dig deeper and to identify what's going on here and come together with a plan? That's what hiring managers want. Those are the kind of examples you want to give about curious and lifelong learners. You know, you can say things like I'm taking additional course and we'll get into some of the tactics here. We'll get into some of the ways you want to display this sort of stuff. But I think you, I want you to frame your mind around this. I want you to be thinking that this is what curiosity means. It means, are you willing to go a layer deeper when you identify there may be a problem or when somebody brings up to you that there's a problem? Will you dig? Will you investigate? Will you try to figure out what those patterns are and solutions may be? That's being curious. So let's head back to this article for a second and they, to explain a little bit more of what they are citing. Because they do use data. This isn't just a feeling. Like, if, I, I think people really want curious people. I, I think hiring managers want to hire curious people. No, they actually have a study in 2021 that found the characteristic of curiosity and an orientation for learning were the hottest new skills. It's not really a new skill. I mean, these are things that have existed for a long time, but they phrase it, I'm quoting them now, they phrase it as one of the hottest new skills. With 72% of leaders reporting they believe it's a valuable trait. I can't believe it's not 100%. I don't know. Some of the, some of the ways they always frame the data can be a little bit like, yeah, I mean, a valuable trait. What does that really tell us? But anyway, 51% believe it has become more important over time, curiosity and lifelong learning. And leaders also believe it drives business impact 
and performance, 59% and 51% respectively. So if having a curious mindset and a lifelong learning mentality is the thing, it's the guy, the hot trend, it's the thing we're into, how do you make that known about yourself? Now, like I said, you can't just have a resume that at the top says, curious marketer or curious operations facilitator. I mean, it just doesn't really work that way. Uh, you, you, you're not going to write a mission statement that says, you know, something on the nose, like curious lifelong leader looking for opportunity. It's just, no, that's, that's not what we're looking for. I still believe, as I just said, that skills first, you got to have the skills that match. You got to make sure your resume is matching the job application, the skills they're demanding. But then you bring in this curiosity, learning mentality into your cover letter. That's a good first place to start to get it in there. And then during your interview process. So what, how? You want to provide examples of what you have learned or increased your knowledge since graduating. So a lot of times we're using this for an entry-level type thing, right? We're trying to get you noticed and the way you may let your, you know, your activities speak for themselves. So if you're a recent graduate or even within five to seven years of graduation, you want to stress the things that you have learned and taken on as new challenges in that time so that you're continuing to grow and to learn and take on new challenges. So saying things that, you know, it gives you the platform. Once, you, once you're expressing like what you have done and where you've increased your knowledge, then that gives you the platform to say, learning excites me. Whether it's job related or not, I find learning about new things a source of energy and pride. So work on some of these little scripts that you can kind of weave into the conversation. So now you're talking about you took this class in Photoshop. I always use Photoshop as an example, but it's just easy. Um, that you took a, I've taken a Photoshop cloud course and I've learned this and I've tried to do some more of my own graphic design. And I just find that learning is something that gives me a lot of pride and energy. Boom. That little phrase at the end there sends you into that right perception in their mind of your attitude towards, towards growth. Next thing, a team attitude. Okay. This is a fact. This is this was interesting data because I did research. I do research for every show. You guys might be surprised to know that. I'm not just, I'm not just talking and I'm out of nowhere here. I do research. I want to make sure I'm giving you good stuff. Don't you worry. Okay. Those who work well in teams demonstrate a willingness, willingness to learn from others. Think about that. If you are good working in a team, and you've performed well in these environments, that shows you have to be open to other people's opinions. You have to be open to bringing people together and pushing in different directions. And if you're doing those things, that shows a curiosity and a willingness to grow. That came from Oxford. And if you've heard of Oxford, they're really smart there. Those who work well in teams are more likable and agreeable, also from the Oxford research. And that's, again... Those peeps are smart. So there you go. Try to share examples during your interview process of when you've worked as part of a team and that you went into it with a certain idea. And then one team member brought up another thought and it helped push your messaging into a different direction. Curious, learning, growing, adaptability. These are all the kind of spirit that comes out through these conversations. They want curious mindset. They want lifelong learners. This is how you deliver it to them. Okay, taking on new challenges. If you can show maneuvers in your career, I don't mean like I change jobs every six months, 
But if you can show that you're willing to take on new challenges, so like we have an awesome member of our team who started out as a resume writer, moved to the B2C manager, and now is the content manager. Her willingness to take on different challenges and to do new things shows a desire to learn. So it's all how you phrase things. It's not just, I did this, 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 and this. You have to phrase it in a way of, I started out here, but I really wanted to grow and expand into other areas. So I took on a challenge to become this. See what I mean? The difference is how you kind of phrase it. If you're able to show that your willingness to take on uh, new challenges, you work well as part of a team, you can give examples of how you've learned and what your curious spirit is, all of this can start to come through and tell your brand story. As I said before, you can also weave this into your cover letter. Remember, your application that you're giving has your resume, which is going to be your tactical and strategic skills, your accomplishments, your experiences, all those things that you've done that align with the demands of this job. Your cover letter is not just a repeat of that. Your cover letter is a chance to have it all come to life. So weave in examples of your curiosity and your lifelong learner. Weave that into a story that you tell in your cover letter. And then when somebody reads your portfolio, uh, your application, they see your resume and your cover letter, like this person has the skill and they're giving me a vibe here that they're really curious, lifelong learner who wants to continue growing. That's the combination that I want. That's where I want to go from here. You can do those things. Everybody's going to end up in a better spot. Now, I would also layer in one more thought. Hiring managers are most concerned about what you're going to do on the job. It still can be valuable to weave in things that you've started doing outside of work. So there's always small talk at the beginning of interviews, and there's always little moments of like, well, what do you like to do outside of work or things like that? Be really aggressive here. I don't mean over the top aggressive. I mean, though, phrase new things that you're doing, new activities that you're into, new things that you've learned. And again, it starts to set that stage. So whatever you started to do outside of work, I'm learning pottery, I'm gardening, I'm bread making, whatever. One of the most common questions we got coming out of coronavirus was, what did you do during the break? And if it was, I sat around and watched reruns of Golden Girls, not a great answer. But if you're learning other things, you're taking on new challenges, you're taking a course or doing whatever, that tells the right story. Hiring managers were asking that question because they wanted to see if you were curious and learning or if you were sitting on your booty. So we're working on this, making yourself, presenting yourself to be as curious as possible so that you set this kind of image with who you are, your skills lining up with your soft skills, your tacticals, your all the things you can do with your soft skills. Present yourself in this way and you get the best of both worlds. I can do the job and I want to do even more. So Stefan, I agree with this concept with Fast Company. I think curiosity is a great thing to sell on yourself. And if you can master that art form, you're going to be in position to get some really great jobs and some great opportunities. Awesome stuff. Thank you for listening, everybody. So Work in Sports, as many of you know, was purchased by iHire. We merged forces with iHire last year at this time. And it's been absolutely amazing. And we launched an iHire branded podcast with my friend, Lori Cole. I'm Lori Cole, certified career coach and advisor with iHire. The show is called Find Your Niche. And what she's exploring is how people find that ideal career path. And so she's interviewing a lot of people about how they found their career path and also sharing a lot of really cool career advice because Lori is one of the smartest people that I know when it comes to advice for launching your career. So you can find that on Apple Podcasts. You can find it on Spotify, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts. It is out there everywhere. It's called Find Your Niche with Lori Cole. 
It's a career advice podcast. You should really check it out. Subscribe, rate, review. She's building this up from scratch. And so everybody's everybody's help will, will matter. All those ratings and reviews really do make a difference. And I want you to do the same for our show too. So please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen. That helps us remain really high in the podcast results. So when somebody's searching for new shows, they'll see ours, bring in a new audience, will help us continue to get good guests and continue to do this show because we love serving all of you. So thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. And we'll see you next Monday. <laughs>